Continuing the Mishnah on Daf Nun Hey. Continuing on these halachas, which are Tikkun Ho'olim. So some of these halachas in this Mishnah are Tikkun Ho'olim. Some of them are not, but they're brought agav this uh, edus of Rabbi Yechanan ben Gudgado. This is actually a Mishnah in Idiyas as well. Some people say it's from the Chanunya ben Gudgado. There's different girsas. Says the Mishnah, Hey, Rabbi Yechanan ben Gudgado. If you have a girl who's deaf and she's young, so her father's allowed to marry her off, like every other katana, her father's allowed to marry her off and she's married their Isa. In that case, when she uh, gets divorced, obviously anybody that the father marries off is married their Isa. And when the husband wants to end the marriage, he has to divorce her and give her a get. The Allah says he can give the girl a get, he can give the father a get, either way. Uh, but the Kiddush of our Mishnah is, as we'll see in the Gemara, that this girl is a Hareshis, so she's not a Bardas at all. But even though she's not a Bardas at all, you were able to divorce her because Lamaisa, the get, does not require the Das of the Isha. And since it does not require the Das of the Isha, it's Balkarcha, you don't need her Das. And even though she's a Hareshis, she's considered a Bardas, she's able to be divorced, the Raisa. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two. You have a katana who's not married by her father. We're talking about a case over here where she's a Yisoyma, and therefore her father did not marry her off. Rather, her brother or her mother married her off, and therefore she's only married midderabbanan. Even though she's only married midderabbanan, if she's married to a kohen, shaycheles betruma. And as we'll see in the Gemara, we're talking about truma derabbanan. Obviously, truma deraisa she can't eat because she's not considered married to the kohen deraisa. But truma derabbanan. Uh, we are going to be making and we allow her to eat. And we don't make any xera. We'll see details in the Gemara. Next halacha. Vimesa baloyarsha. Also, even though they're only married in the Rabbanon, when she dies, the bal is yarish, anything she had, the nechsemelug, etc., that she brought into the marriage. Another uh, halacha that Rabbi Yechanan talked about. Valamorish hagozel. If someone steals a beam, a big piece of wood. So normally when you steal something, the Torah says, Veheshev is exela. Uh, you're supposed to give back the object you stole. If you don't have it, if it got lost, if it got ruined, you pay back money, of course. But the you're supposed to give back the object you stole. So someone took a stole a big piece of wood, and he built it into a big house. And therefore, to take it out of the construction of the house would be a tremendous effort, and people are not going to want to do that. Then instead, in this case, Chazal said, pay the money, not to have to give back the beam and take the whole house apart. Because we want to make sure that people are incentivized, or at least not prevented, undue uh, effort to be able to do tshuva. And if you tell them they're going to have to take apart their whole house, they're just not going to bother. Therefore, Chazal said, you could go in this case, that you could just pay the money, and that would uh, be a proper tshuva. And that is, of course, a takona, like we've been discussing. And then the last halach in the Mishnah that was made on, Someone steals a carbon, an animal and he brings it as a carbon chatas. So if people know about it, of course, beforehand, you're not supposed to bring it as a carbon. It's a stolen carbon. It's not yours. You can't bring it as a carbon. But here people were unaware of it beforehand. That it's mechaper. You don't have to bring another one. And the kayanim who ate from that carbon are fine. No issues whatsoever. Because this is the halacha called tikkun mizbeach. We'll see in the Gemara exactly what the tikkun mizbeach is. But these last two halachas, the takonas hashavim, and the tikkun mizbeach are obviously the takonas that we're discussing in this Mishnah in the context of these series of Mishnahis. Let's go through one by one. Amarava. And the fact that said that you could, a man can be megarish's wife who's a chareshes, even though they're married to a raisa, 
Omar li edim. So a similar case, if a person says to edim, Ru getzesh anina isin law, he says, look, here's this get, it's written by a cipher, it has edim signed on it, all good, and he says to the edim, I'm about to give it to my wife. V'chazav yamalah kinsi shtar choiv zen, he says to his wife, I'm giving you a shtar choiv, he does not tell her that it is a get at all, Says says Rava based on that works even though she does not know it's a get at all. Why? Just like you can give a get to a chereshes, you don't need her das at all. It's bal korcha. Even if she's in a bar das, it works. So also you don't need her das. She doesn't have to be aware of it at all. As we know by a get, she's not actually making a kinyan on the paper. You can be megarish and isha bal korcha. Mepharsha explained it's just a, a lumdus of a nesina, some sort of, uh, she takes the get, whether she actually owns it or not is a whole separate issue, but she definitely does not need her das to make a kinyan, therefore you can be megarish a chareshes, and you can also be megarish woman, even if she doesn't know that she's getting a shtar. The Mishnah on Dafayin Ches talks about such a case and says, at the end of the day, the woman must be made aware, or the Adam must be made aware that this was a get, either you have to make the Adam aware so that they know that they're being made on a a garrison on a Dabashaba Erva. All the Pshat in the Mishnah is that the woman has to be aware eventually that what she received is a get. Otherwise, it's considered that she doesn't know that she's not supposed to come home to this house, so she has to be aware not to come home. So eventually, somehow, you need to make her aware it was a get, but at the time of the giving of it, the fact that she doesn't know doesn't make a difference. Says more pshita. I mean, the rabbi said a nice halacha, but that's a davar pashit. Maybe by saying, if he just gave it to her without saying anything, then I can understand that it's a get, because you told the Adam it's already a get. But if you specifically told her Shtar Choyv, maybe he's being mevatalit, and it's a chasarin like of the Shema, therefore it shouldn't be good. Kamash won't know why. And he said the Batle, if he wants to be mevatalit and make it not a good get, he should have said to the Adam that he already told it is a get, he should have told them, by the way, I don't really mean it to be a get. If he did not say the the fact, so then why did he tell her? It's Eshtar Chayv and not a get. Mishum Kisufa, he's trying not to embarrass her, he's trying to not to be uncomfortable in front of her, and therefore he tells her it's a Shtar Chayv, but really it's not a Shtar Chayv at all, really it's a get, and it's a kosher get, because you don't need her das. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, we said in the mission is, if you have a Kitana who is married, as we explained, Medura Bonon, not by her father, but by her mother or brother, she's allowed to eat Shuma Medura Bonon. Now, says the Gemara, interesting in the Kud over here. Vilu Chareshes Loi Ochla. What about we have a case of a chareshes. The duration of the Mishnah is talking about a chareshes. So why did the next case switch to a katana? We could have easily have found the case of a chareshes that also got married mid and married off by her mother or her brothers, and would also be a marriage mid and in that case, l'charish should eat truma also. But that's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah specifically said a case of katana. Why did it switch? Must be that for some reason, a chareshes, we do not allow her to eat truma if she's married only mid if she's married to Raisa, i.e. their father, yes. But if she's married to Rabbanan, not. Why? My time Because we're afraid in that case. What about a situation where you have a cherish married to a chareshes? So you have a cherish married to a chareshes where there is no marriage whatsoever. So then she might, if, she, if a chareshes who is married to pikech eats when she's married by her father, when she's married by her brother, but rabbanon, if it's daraisa, daraisa. But if it's not, if it's only rabbanon, then she might come to eat a cherish bechareshes. So what? The worst case scenario, she's not mechuyv in mitzvahs. So if she ends up eating truma darabonim, big deal. Why do we have to make sense of gzera? Says well, no gzera shemiyechol cheresh bepikachas. What about if you have a man who is deaf, 
who marries a healthy woman. So she is mechuyiv in mitzvahs. And if she is mechuyiv in mitzvahs, then you're going to have a problem over here if she goes ahead and eats. It says, Mavalechel. Why can't she at least eat Shumad Remember, the Katana, the Katana case is the case of Shumad So why can't the Chev, who is married to Pikachas, who is married to Rabbanon, eat Shumad What's the big deal? So we're afraid you might come to eat by a case of Shumad Now, all we explain now is why by a Chereshes we don't allow her to eat, because then she might come to eat by the opposite case, when he is a cherish, married to Pikachas, and over there she might come to eat the rice, so we don't want any of these cases we tell the Chereshes she cannot eat at all. But why by a Katana, yes? So Rashi says, look in Rashi, B'Pikachas, Shemusheres ala Iser, Hilkach, Gozer Pikach, B'Chereshes, B'Shum Cherish, B'Pikachas, we're going to one or to the other. Ava Godel B'Katana, Lekel, L'Migzer, says Rashi, B'Shum Kotun B'Gedoyle, the Kotun, less than Isu, and Afil, Medirabonon, while a Cherish does have Nisu, Medirabonon, a Kotun does not. So therefore, a Chereshes, we Aser, up to a case of the Cherish, where we Aser when she is a Chereshes, up to when he is a Cherish, in which case you might get confused and eat. But by a katana, there's no reason to make xera onto a cotton, because a cotton has no possibility of nisuin whatsoever. And therefore, by a katana and a chanami, we will allow her to at least eat truma medirabana. Because it is the Mishnah, the Gemara to the next halach. We say, Amarish agazel shabinu, tanarabanan. Truth is, this is machlik. It's gazel marish. If you steal a big piece of wood, vabono babir, and you build it in a giant house, mishamir mikakea kolabir, too bad. You have to take apart the whole house. Kula, umachzir, marish abav, and you return the piece of wood. It's a vahesh of zekzel, a shir gazel. No, you can only demand the money, even though you see the piece of wood there, you can't demand it back. Vavad mishum takonas hashav and armish. So Amar Ula, what is this halach over here about this about this carbon chatas? We said if it's loy noida l'rabim shim mechaperes. So Amar Ula, dvar tera bein noida bein loy noida eina mechaperes. The truth is midaraisa this doesn't work. Midaraisa if you steal an animal and you try to bring it as a carbon, it's not your animal. It has to be carbonoi. My time yish kadi loikani. You stole an animal from someone. The owner was miyayish maybe. But that is not enough to make a kinyan. You actually have to have, as we normally say, shinu rishos or shinu chayfets or shinu hashem. Yush by itself is not good enough, and therefore, you, as the person who's being makdish as carbon, now it's really not a good carbon, and therefore, really, it's not mechaper. So why do we say in the Mishnah that b'diavad it seems to work? Because we're afraid the kainim are going to be nervous. The kainim over here ate. From this carbon. It turns out they found out later on it was a stolen carbon and therefore the carbon was a puzzle carbon. Therefore, when the Kayanim ate Kodshim, it's really like a Chulun Shinishchatu Bazar. And Chulun it was never Kodshim in the first place. So Chulun Shinishchatu Bazar is also to eat. And the Kayanim ate that. And they'll be sad. Some of that Banarulah, it doesn't say anything about being sad. It says something to do with the Mizbech. So no, I'm on him, yes. Since the Kayanim are nervous about this happening, Nitzimizbech bottle. They're going to be nervous to bring Karbanis. They're not going to want to bring Karbanis. And therefore, we did an amazing thing over here. Really, Midaraisa, the person was not Yaitza, his carbon at all. Chazal came along, Rashi explained, and said, we don't want you to bring another carbon. We want the Kainim to think 
that they, what they ate was fine. It's really not fine. But we're going to think what they ate is fine. And Shaval Tase, don't bring another carbon. So this is going on the Nakuda over here that Ula is saying, Yish Kedi Laikani, the owner, the person who stole the animal, was never actually owned the animal. Taisha says a slightly different shot in the Gemara. Taisha says it's not a question of ownership. Ownership you would have, but it's called a mitzvah hababa avera, that you're bringing the carbon through a gazela. Different shot in the Gemara. You read Taisha's over here, this big Taisha's. My time. But that's uh, our Pashup Shat Ligmar. It's a question of who owns it. That is Ulus Pshat. Review Hudoimer, the opposite. Dvartaira, Beinaida, Beinaida, Mechaberis. The truth is, you do own the carbon, the person who stole it. The Gazan does own the carbon. And it's carbon, it's got an Avera, granted, but the carbon is a Kasha carbon. My time, Yish could be carbon. He stole it. The owner was Miyayish. It's his carbon. The opposite. The Kana was in the opposite side. The kind of was that if we know about it, we don't want it to work. Why? We don't want people to think that the mizbeach, I'm sorry, we don't want people to think that the mizbeach is eating stolen food. You're burning its carbon on the mizbeach. It's stolen. And therefore, to avoid that, if we know about it, we definitely say you shouldn't bring it, even though it's fine. So now, two totally different svars. One is focused on the question of Mizbech Eichel Nevelis, so and one is the question of the Kayinah being upset that they ate something they weren't supposed to eat. Now, Bishamul Ula According to Ula, the issue here is that the Kayinah are nervous that they ate something they weren't supposed to eat. So it makes sense that the case in the Mishnah was a carbon Chatas, that's a carbon that the Kayinah eat. Whereas by carbon other, the Kayinah don't eat it, there's no Kayinah getting upset, they have nothing to lose. So El Yehudu says it's a question of his nevelis. My chatas So why are we talking about chatas? So also is brought in the mizbech, and people are going to say the mizbech is oichel gizelis. So let me write. Let me buy a kamer. It's it's one, not the other. Let me buy oila de kolul oila, which if it's sure burnt on the mizbech, is going to have this issue of mizbech oichel gizelis. The whole mizbech, the mizbech is eating the entire carbon. Only a small part of the carbon is burnt on the mezbech. The chelav and the dam. The gam mezbech. V'idach koinim achli. V'ilochi gozer shloyomer. Maybe you would think that if you steal an animal and want to bring a carbon chatos, maybe that's okay. People are not going to say mezbech is echel gzelis. Mezbech just gets a little piece. It's not a big deal. Well, no, even that little piece, people will say mezbech echel gzelis. Therefore, we say not to do it. Tonight. Al chatos agzul shloneda b'ramashim mechaberes when they took on a mezbech. Now, it's mashma that it's mechaper because it's taken on mezbech. Mashma. So bishul ula nicha. That really you're not supposed to bring it because yishkidi laikoni and it's not considered your carbon. Mishum took on mezbech. We say it's okay. Elav yud imchemi bayalei. According to yud, it's the opposite. We're saying really it is a good carbon. If they took they took on mezbech, we don't let you bring it if it's neida. That's not what the Mishnah says. Similarly, right. This is what the Mishnah actually meant. It meant, If you know it's not Mechaper, that that's why it's no good if you know about it. It says in the Brisa, Gonav, if someone steals an animal, and then he's marked the Normally, when you steal an animal, pay careful. If you shecht it or sell it, then the is you pay Arba Vachamisha. If it depends if it's a shore, if it's a set. So what if you mock this shit and then you shecht it and sell it? You only pay the kefal. You don't pay over here four or five because it's not your animal at that stage anymore. You already were you already were makdashit, and the halacha of four and five does not apply to animals of hektish. It said in that brisa that if you take this animal and you shecht it outside the uh, Azara, so it's called a Shchute Chutz, then, you're going to be Chayef Karis. 
Okay, you're gonna be chayiv karis because it's actually a good carbon, and if therefore if you should have brought it in, you brought it out, you're going to be chayiv. Now, if you're gonna say yishkadi is not working, therefore you really were never makdish the animal in the first place, so curse my avidite. How can you be chayiv for It's not a kosher carbon. Now, why are you going to be putter from Arba Chamisha then? The Mishnah said you're putter in Arba Chamisha if it's not a good carbon, so then it was never hectish. If it was never hectish, why are you have an Arba Chamisha? Says Rashi. Karis my evidence. The Bishmal in Yentashumi Arba Chamisha, like Kashalon. That's not a problem, says Rashi. Why? When we say the Yish is not a proper Kenyan, that's only the Gabi. Is it actually yours to be out to your market as a carbon? Really, it's hectish. But it's not enough yours to be yaitz in the mitzvah of karbanoi to bring it as a carbon. Okay, so but in terms of Abba Chamisha, it's hektishes, kilu, and therefore it's like a middle stage of yush, and therefore it is hektishes, like that, but not like that. Elakares, but kores is a dim in a shemayim. Right? If you're not allowed to bring it because it's not really a carbon, so even if you want to say Medirabana and we say it's not yours and you, we don't let you bring it as a carbon, but Abraham Chamish you're going to be putter on. But Kari says that didn't Torah. It's Min Shemayim. Kari says nothing to do with Dine Dirabonim. And if Min it's considered a not good carbon at all, so then, of course, you're not going to be chayv in shchutechutz. For the fact that the Bryce says you are chayv in shchutechutz, that's clearly mashmet is a kosher carbon. So what's going on? V'yamad yish kadil aikani karis me'avidate amr v'shizbi karis me'divrei. So he said karis me'dirabonim. Sachikole, they laughed at him. Karis me'dirabonim. What does that mean? Karis me'dirabonim. Karis is not from the Sanhedrin. Karis is me'nashamayim. There's such thing as me'dirabonim. Karis. Amalu rava gav rava milsa big tamachachu said lechichikole. Don't laugh at him. He really means it's a Kares Daraisa. But because, how did it come about? It came about based on a Dindra Bonan, meaning, Really, it's not yours. And therefore, when you mock this shit, you're not allowed to bring it as a carbon. We said it's enough considered that it's Hekdish, that we're not going to be Chayv Rabbi Chamisha Dindra Bonan. But Chazal said, even though we're going to make on saying Chamisha, we want to make sure that you are chayv shchutechutz. We don't want you to think that this is not really a carbon, and therefore we're going to encourage you to treat it as a carbon, not to shecht it outside the mizbech by using the halacha of hefker bezdin hefker to keilu put it in your shus when you go in and shecht it outside the mizbech, outside the azara. So if you shecht it outside the azara, then Chazal say, oh, you shecht it outside the azara. We're going to use hefker bezdin hefker to say it was your carbon. It is a proper carbon, and when you shecht it outside, you're going to be chayv. We don't want to be makel on you in this halacha. Amarav avade kamei boyli. But I did have a shadow then. That's an interesting point then. So when the Chazal said, now it's Ke'ilu yours because of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, does that mean it always was yours? Or does that mean it just became yours now when you shechted outside the Azorah? If it gave birth or it sh- you sheared wool from it in the interim, do we say that Mafreya was always considered the Gazans and he gets to keep that? Or do we say, no, it's only his from now on and all that stuff have to go back to the original Bad? So what would Allah be? Obviously, we're not going to give it to you from the beginning so that you gain. Your person here is an Ayurveda, very stealing. And therefore, clearly, we're going to say that it's only yours from the time that you shechted outside the Azara, in which case it's only yours because we want to make me But really, it's not yours because Loikoni. Uh, you're still not going to be Chayv Chamisha. That we said it from that, not enough, but you are, but it is not a kosher carbon. Start the Mishnah. The Mishnah here starts at the beginning of the Sugi. Is going to talk about the Churban Abayis. The Mishnah says, 
During the great war with the Romans, there was no Sikurikun. Sikurikun are people who are trying to kill the Jews. And when instead of killing the Jews, you're able to give them your fields. You pay them off, right? Bribery. We've been doing that for, for thousands of years. Going come to kill us. We give them money, uh, diamonds, jewelry. And here in case we're talking about fields. So the question of our mission is, when you give a field to a guy, and then later on, you know, the war is over, etc., do we consider that field being owned by the guy really? Or do we consider that it's really yours, you never really meant to give it to him? So the mission is like this. And the Mugabar is going to explain it. After then the words. Mashma Pashup Shat in the Gemara, what the mission is saying is that there was none of these people trying to kill Jews during the war. They were only trying to kill Jews after the war, which is bizarre, obviously, because it would make no sense. During the war, they want to kill the Jews, not afterwards. We'll see in the Gemara how it explains it. So the Gemara Mishnah explains what is the halacha that we're talking about. And so a, a guy took a field away from Reuven. Shimon goes to the Sukrikan and buys the field from him. Sukrikan doesn't want a field, he wants cash, sells the field to Shimon. Shimon knows that this field, eventually Reuven's going to come, have tainas on him. So he goes to Reuven and says, listen, I bought your field from the Sukrikan, I want to pay you also, pay you some amount of money. And Reuven says, fine, pay me whatever, 10, 20%, he gives him the money. So when eventually we can go to Bezdin, Bezdin takes back over, Shimon loses the field and it goes to Reuven. Because we assume, as the Gemara is going to explain, the only reason Reuven agreed to sell it to Shimon is because Shimon had already bought it from the Sukrikan. And if Reuven doesn't allow him to buy it, the Sukrikan is going to find out and come kill Reuven again. So therefore, Reuven really did not mean to give it to the Sukrikan, and he did not mean to sell it to Shimon at all. The Mecha is bottle. But, if a first Shimon goes, I want to go to Reuven, I want to buy this field, says to Reuven, look, I'm going to go to Sukrikan tomorrow and buy the field. I want to pay you off first. And Reuven agrees, there's no, no reason for Reuven to agree now. Reuben should not have agreed at this stage. Reuben should have said, you go do that, and then I'll deal with you. And the fact that he agreed beforehand, that means he really wanted to get rid of the field. Similarly, a man has nechsemelug. They really belong to the Isha. And the husband sells it to somebody else to get cash. And then the man comes to the woman and says, listen, I know I bought it from your husband. I know it's really yours. I want to pay you also. And she agrees, because she's afraid of her husband. She's doing it for Shalom Bayi. She doesn't really want to sell the field. Once he already sold it, she's afraid to say no. But, if he went to the Isha first, this was all the original psak of the Mishnah. But later on, they changed their mind. When you buy from the Sukrikin, you give the Bailam a little bit of money. It's a quarter, which is basically the Sukrikin sell the field. They sell it for like 25% discount. So that 25% that you saved, you give to the Bailam. And then, that's it. No more, no, the, the, original, the owner is off the field. That's only in this case where the original owner had no money. Of course, if they have money, you're not allowed to go to the Sukrikan if you know Ruvin's available to and really Ruvin wants to pie the field back. If the field stayed by the Sukrikan for 12 months, that's it. If the owner had an opportunity to buy it back within 12 months and he did not take a chance of this opportunity, then anybody else can come buy it. Of a nice and the revere, but you still have to pay this little bit. You know, we're not going to benefit and have to get a cheaper price. So even though you give the bottom a bit, uh, you have to give the bottom a little bit, but you end up keeping the field if you bought it after 12 months. The owner had an opportunity to buy back whatever it is, doesn't have the money, he doesn't want it, then he loses. 
Says the Gemara. Hashda Baruga Mohamala here Basukrikim. Aruga Mohammed and Ashbutsukri and Smash from the Mishnah, they were only threatening Jews after the war. That doesn't make any sense. I'm reviewing the no. Loidanubadin Sukrikin Kamar. What it meant is like this. That the halacha that we just said that when you buy it from the Sukrikin, it's considered Sukrikins and it goes to Shimon, that only applied um that only applied as we said after the Arugima after the Arugima Khama. Merugima Khama not. What does that mean? The Mark explains. There was three stages of the Gzerah. If you didn't kill a Jew, they killed you. Pinish. Right? They didn't kill a Jew, they killed you. And therefore the Allah was. Someone's threatening you with death, then a fuch. Then the Allah is Rashi says, you totally give up all your rights in the field, and it goes to the Sukrikan. Mitsiyasa, afterwards, when the war was already uh, calmed down a little bit, called the Kotel, Lacey Abrazuzi. You were not allowed to kill Jews. People still did kill Jews, but you only killed Jews, you only get a four shekel knas, and therefore the Jews still had to pay off the Goyim and they would give up their fields. Basrais, at the end of the stage, called the Kotel, if you killed a Jew, you were held responsible and you were not allowed to kill Jews. And therefore, what's the Allah? Hilkach. When they were threatening Jews' lives, you actually gave it to the Sukrikan. And once you gave it to the Sukrikan, it's considered the Sukrikan field altogether, and Reuben loses everything. So once later on, then we say that the Allah is that you really never meant to sell to the Sukrikan in the first place, and you only gave it to him to just get him off your back, but your intention always was to get it back from him at some point in time, because it wasn't really a threat of violence. You could have maybe stopped it or called the police, but you didn't. But you said you'd get him back in time. So when the Mishnah says, means then there was no excuse. Because then when you sold it to Sukrikin, it was totally Sukrikin. When you could have gotten away from it and you and you sold it, then we assume you did not really want to sell it. And later on, when you come to when you can get away from the Sukrikin, of course it goes back to the original owner, Adkan.